On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's Experts, they've always got the good oil, pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. Yeah, welcome to Monday's Experts on this, I was going to say, uh, 20th of November. It's the 27th of November, and looking forward to finding out a bit about the story behind the name of my guest today. We regularly see him riding in country New South Wales, and of course, when he gets the opportunity to come to town, they call him the wild man. His name is Jake Pracy Holmes, and he's uh, going to have a yarn about his career and life. And what's in store for the rest of this season and seasons beyond. I'm looking forward to it. Jake, welcome to Racing HQ and Monday's Experts, mate. What's going on, mate? Mate, well, I'm I'm keen to talk about your career and life. Do you like talking about yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah or no? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want, to, I want to find out where it all began. Where were you born, mate? Uh, I was actually born in Mudgee, but grew up in Campbelltown. So growing up, as a kid, was were horses around or? No, no, it was all about push bikes and jigging school, I guess. <laughs> when did the horse opportunity come along then? Ah, uh, well, my real father was Chris Parsonage. He was a jockey, and obviously, everyone knew my pop Terry was a trainer. My number's a trainer, uh, Joan Pracy, and uh, yeah, I just got a certain time in life where I had to figure out what I was going to do, and I thought, well, I'm small enough and I'm light enough to be. Riding horses, so I had to go with that. What was it about the horse? Was there something about it that you loved or that uh, that you clicked with straight away, or was it did it take a bit of time? Well, it took a bit of time. I thought, you know, I thought it would come to me a lot easier. But as I said, like I didn't have a lot to do with horses growing up. I uh, started with uh, Clary Connors and uh, walked through his day with my old man, and he, he just said, uh, "What do you weigh?" I said, "I don't know." He said, "How big's your hand?" I showed him. "How big's your feet?" I showed him. Went out to a horse called Our Mystique. I remember him. He was in box one. Big old quiet chestnut horse. And uh, he said, uh, put a head collar on. I didn't even know what a head collar was. I put it on backwards. And he went, well, I'm glad you didn't lie to me. We've got a long road ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> Were you any good at school? No. No, I was no good at school. Didn't no, like Didn't fun. like it or? Uh, got in trouble a lot. And teachers were wondering why my parents weren't. Up me about it, but I'd get the letterbox before they would, but then I got suspended. And, <laughs> and uh, well, they never got the letters. I <laughs> never got. So, do you think that working in the stable, you know, that sort of because it's hard work. Um, that's the thing when you when, it doesn't matter what apprenticeship school you go through, whether you're in metro or whether you're in the bush, it's hard work. You got to put in the hours. So, do you think that was that was good for your behaviour? Oh, hundred um, percent. And I I did run into a few roadblocks. I wasn't the I didn't have the best work ethic when I first started out. I was um. Laid a lot and didn't turn up a lot, and but you know the work ethic later on come with it. But yeah, no, it's definitely the best best move I made. Yeah, we're chatting with Jake Bracey Holmes this morning. He's my expert. Uh, he's my Monday's experts guest. So you start off there. How do you make the progression through, mate? Your riding, uh, obviously, you can remember those early rides first off, like it was yesterday. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, as I said, like I wasn't the, the easiest to like pick it up. And just I wasn't no natural at it, and um, I started with a fair few trainers. As I said, I started with Clary first, and um, eventually got the sack from there. As I said, not not loving to work, and I jumped around from stables to stables. That Steve Inglebrecht was one where I was there for a few years, and he done all the groundwork with me. He's the one that sort of taught me how to ride and uh, everything like that. And eventually got the sack there, and then went to another stable. And 
eventually went made my way to Peter Nessus, which was uh, one of the best 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 moves I ever made because I just got away from the. I was easily influenced with my mates down back at home, and I just needed to get away from that. And when I went to Peter Nessus, everything sort of changed for me there for the better. How many times do you reckon you have the sack, mate? Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know a lot. I've been to a lot of trainers. I was on, I was on my last league, mate. Uh, Stewart said to Peter Nestor, look, mate, if he, doesn't, if he doesn't stick it out with you, this is it for him. He's not allowed to be an apprentice anymore. Yeah. And and you said, like, easily influenced. Was it just, you know, you get with your mates. If the mates say, come on, mate, we're going to the pub or we're doing this or doing that, and you've got a bit of money in your pocket, you go, right, oh, well, I'm doing that. I'm stuffed going to work the next day. Uh, something like that. I was just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much just get on drinking with mates and just not loving for work. Yeah. But you know what? You're not the first and you're probably not the last that's going to go through that. And the fact that you can acknowledge it and talk about it, Jake, I think is a big, a big bloody tick, mate, because there'd be people out there that wouldn't want to reference it and whatnot, but it's a part of who you are and it's obviously a part of your journey. So talk to me about Peter's and what it was like out there. So without those distractions... Um, what did you learn from Peter? Because made one of the one of the great racing brains, eh? Oh, he's one of the best horsemen I've ever met, Peter Nestor. And as I said, when I went out to him, he he said to me straight away, he said, "What are you a criminal?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Oh, you know, being my fair share of trouble and that." And he said, "Well, you know, you're on your last legs." I said, "Yeah, I know, I know." Yeah, I said, "Mr. Nestor," he said, hey, "Don't call me Mr. Nestor. My father's name. You call me Peter." Anyway, him and Nancy, they I lived with them for two or three years and. I know one thing, they, le- they soon learned that I could eat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, but Peter Nasty, I was first went to him, I'd had 16 trials under my belt, and I thought I knew how to ride, and I went there and he put me in a stock saddle. I didn't even know what a stock saddle was back then, because there's no stock saddles at Warwick Farm. Anyways, I said, what's this? He said, it's a stock saddle. I said, what's that? And he said, I knew it. You don't know how to ride? I said, I've got 16 trials, I know how to ride. Anyways, Jesus was an experienced riding a stock saddle for the first time. Oh. <laughs> I was doing figure eights in the paddock, and he went, left's left, right's right, woo's woo. You don't know how to ride. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, we're starting from scratch, and that's where we started. And Don't worry, Cody Nesta helped me a lot too. I reckon that's probably why I'm so good with the, with the stick. <laughs> he always had me on the equisizer. And, yeah, so, no, good experiences out there. And as I said, it's the best, best thing that ever happened to me going out there. When you when you were learning, mate, what were some of the things that they were trying to you know drill into you? Uh, well, one one was stay on. <laughs> I used to fall, I used to fall off a lot, and they reckon you can't call yourself a rider until you've fallen off a hundred times. Well, I've, I've, I've surpassed that by a long a long way. But uh, <clears throat> a lot of the things were you know obviously getting stronger because you know they're big animals and uh, getting your times right off. Wasn't real good with my times when I first started. Peter wouldn't let me use a beeper, but eventually he said, "That's it. You got to have your beeper, Jake. He said, you're just useless." Uh, but now, now I wouldn't. I wouldn't use a beeper now. I'd, my times are pretty spot on. Like he, as I said, I went from Peter's back down to work farm to Mr. Connors, and um, I used a beeper to begin with there because obviously I relied on it, and then it broke one day, and I said, "Bugger it!" So I just went without it, and for about seven months, I. Obviously, never stuffed up me times. And one day, one I went a bit slow on one, and Mr. Connors come down from the tower, which he didn't do very often. And when he was going up someone, which was more like me, and what were you doing? I said, Mr. Connors, it was either go too slow or go too fast. It's pulling too hard. And then he noticed I didn't have a beeper. He said, Where's your beeper? And I said, Well, how have my times been for the last seven months? He said, They're always spot on. And I said, Well, I haven't had a beeper for seven months. And he went, Oh, 
well, like, that's a bit better than that. <laughs> and off he went back up the tower. <laughs> he went back up the tower. Uh, yeah. Jake, what about riding, you know, out in that part of the world? I mean, because you, you got some – at that time when you went out there and you were, you know, a, a young fella, there were some hard old heads out there, mate, racing, so – and they wouldn't have given you an inch. No, and you you sort of – I reckon it's a good thing for apprentices to go to Sydney and it's just – it's all different. The riding in Sydney, everyone just gets their posies, everyone's happy. Out here, it's, you know, it's cutthroat, everyone wants to – you get – if there's 14 horses in a race, I reckon 10 of them, 10 of the trainers are saying, I want you to lead or be box seat. So it's sort of cut through. If everyone, anyone's noticed, I'm probably one of the one of the leaders, leaders what blokes that lead out here anyways in races because that's what people have sort of got me down as. Jake will lead. <laughs> Jake will lead. <laughs> <laughs> With that wild name reference, where'd that come from, mate? The great man, Cameron Crockett. First it was, what did he call me, the... Because I had an orange beard. What did he call me? Red Kelly. Red Kelly. Red Kelly. And then it went from that to the wild man and sort of just the wild man stuck. It has stuck, mate. Do you like it? Oh, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I'm pretty easy going. What What does, you know, like oh, I saw you jumped in the, well, you were going to jump in the ring with uh, Sweeney. Did that ever happen? No, I ended up having to fight a, a, a young bloke. He was an actual boxer. He's, um... He was. It was his first fight. Actually, he beat me. Gee, he hit hard for a seventeen-year-old kid. I can tell you that much. Because I was going to say. Because uh, I was going to say that's away from racing. You you you're sort of always active. Like you like you, you like obviously your, your boxing, but also too you love the bush. Oh, I love the bush. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I can move back to the city after being out here. I, I, I do love the bush. It's just so much easier going. As I, if I'm walking up the street, someone pull, I'm, I'm at Galgong in a little town and. I'm walking up the street, halfway up the street, someone said, Jake, hop in the car, where do you want to go? (laughs) (laughs) What's the best horse you've ridden, Jake? As in, in a race or just in general? So I'll go, well, two-pronged. I'll go in a race and in general. Uh, In general, I'd probably say Dear Demi. Yep. Um, I've had decision time as well. But uh, in a race, who would be... Oh, you know what? I can't even remember her name. I think it started with an A in a race. I ran fourth on her at Kembla. She, she went on, won a group one for Guy Walter. I can't, I'm sure her name started with an A. Um, she won a group one. I ran fourth on her at Kembla and the, went for a spell and come back and ended up winning a group one the next trip. I think she might have won two group ones. There'll be some eagle-eyed listener out there that'll text in or they'll um, <laughs> they'll be on the they'll, – they'll know, they'll remember. Did you give her a good ride or was it a bad ride at Kimbler? <laughs> I don't think that I think she might have had issues, and that the next prep they figured her out. And, yep. uh But mind you, I'm I'm pretty sure Cody Nestor rode a horse at Bathurst there once for Van Dyke, and he ran second or third on it, and it ended up winning a couple of Group Ones as well. <laughs> it can happen. What about uh, tracks, mate? Where's your Where's the the one track out west where you ride that you just absolutely love? You love it. Uh, it'll be. It'd be between Dubbo and Wellington, and they're two totally different tracks. <laughs> why is that? Talk us through it. What's your what's your well, your thoughts? So you love Dubbo. Why why do you like Dubbo? Oh well, I'd probably say because I trained there with Pete Nestor obviously for yep. three years, but I just seem to have a lot of luck there. And as I said, with Wellington and Dubbo, they're two completely different tracks. But Dubbo, you can sort of come from anywhere. Uh, it's a big long, big long enough straight, big enough room in the straight, so you can always find a run if you need one. And Wellington, well, 
it's a cutthroat track. You, if you lead, you're very hard to run down. Or, but you can come from back. But as I said, it's very leader bias track. I'd, I'd, I'd say. Where's the one? Which is the most difficult track you reckon to ride in the west? Is, is it Wellington? No, Armadale. I hate the place. Armadale can't get a winner there. <laughs> uh, I just don't like. Just don't like anything about it. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> what's not like what's about wrong with Armadale? I'll put it this way: everyone goes on about Queen Bee, and I'd ride Queen Bee every day of the week before I went to Armadale. <laughs> it's got well, you know what? It's like any any professional, you know, athlete or sportsman or car driver. You know, there's there's places they love and there's places they don't like. So yours is Armadale. You know, you know, you've said that. I hope Crockett or someone send four there and put you on every single one, and you, you ride a treble or something, mate. Um, hey, it's like Binaway. I went to Binaway three times. The first time I went there, I got suspended and fined. The second time I went there, I got suspended and fined. I said, that's it, I'm not coming back to this place. Anyways, I got roped into going next year and I rode three or four winners. And I said, I still don't want to come back to this place. <laughs> Mate, what about your, your first ever winner? I'm getting a couple of texts here. So they want to know what your first winner was, the name of it, and who trained it. My first ever winner was a horse for uh, Graham Payne at Tamworth. And its name was, what was his name? Gee, he's a nice, um, tough bugger, Payne. Yeah, no, no, he gave me first winner and what was his name? Peter Nestor abused me for going to Tenworth for one ride. <laughs> and he said, you can't go that far for one ride. But I hadn't had a winner. It was, I think it was my 11th ride. Okay. And and uh, I come right down the outside fence and I and it wasn't from, there was no bias, I just wasn't. I was pulling the stick and couldn't steer at the same time and just ended up being the widest runner. And he rang me up, Peter Nestor, after the race. said, congratulations, mate. He said, but you're lucky it won because it would have been one of the worst rides I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I think another bloke rang me up and said, Jesus Christ, Jake. I jumped behind the back of the lounge. I thought you were going to come through the TV. What about about the future, mate? You're flying. You're going good. Every time I turn on the television, you're riding winners. Um, You're getting on good horses. Do you do you set goals? I mean, are you looking at this season and going? Do you want to do better, yeah. or do you? How does it how does it work on your head, mate? Or are you just there, enjoy the moment, see what happens? No, no. Well, obviously, I had a couple of mishaps last season, and uh, I set myself a goal to write, try and write a hundred winners for the season. And I think my best season was only fifty fifty something winners, so I've set my goal a bit higher. But yeah, so that's the, just trying hard. But as I said, I've got a good couple of stables behind me. You know, Kim's always thereabouts with me, and uh, Clint London and. I'm trying to get my foot in Brett Robb's door, you know, but obviously Clayton's there. But I told him, he seen me there one morning. What are you doing here? He said, you want to pull your finger out? Get your foot in the door. <laughs> and then uh, Snow rang me up and said, you wouldn't believe it. This Clayton's ringing me up asking me if he wants me to, if, if he can come ride track work. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's leading it. I had a look at the premiership last night. So Clayton's on 44 for the year. Then you got Ashley Morgan, Ben Looker, Aaron Bullock, Haywood, and then yourself, mate. He's sitting on 29 winners. You've had a lot of seconds, but um, you're getting results, mate, and you and you and you're getting good money too. That's the that's the one thing. And I know you, you mentioned those mishaps last season, but as I said at the before in the interview, you're quite happy to reference them, and you're not shying away from yeah, right. I made a wrong turn here, but I'm on the right path now, and away we go. What do you put it down to, mate? Because there's plenty of people in this world that we all know. We all know someone or some people that. If they make a mistake, they want to dwell on it. They want to, you know, blame everyone else but themselves. We all know them. We've 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 had a thousand of them in our, all our individual lives. But why 
Why are you different, mate? Because you are, in my opinion, because you could have easily gone, oh, well, see us later, have a good one. But you didn't. You're quite, quite a persistent bloke and you got a bit of fire in the belly. Oh, you know, I'd say some of that's got to do with growing up where I grew up, you know, dog-eat-dog world. You just, just don't, as you said, don't dwell on stuff. Just get over it and just keep trying to improve yourself and just go forward with it. Yeah. So, but, yeah, as I said, I've had a lot of support around me. My partner, Liz, obviously, she carries me. And my, she said she's got three kids, not two. Obviously, I'm the third one. I've got the two little girls, and then there's me as well. But, uh, yeah, without Liz behind me, I don't know where I'd be. I'd be in a fair bit of trouble, I'd say, because she keeps me pretty levelled out. Keeps you in check. Must be hard, though, mate. When you have a good day, you, you want to, you know, you want to enjoy those moments too. Well, everyone knows that I don't mind a beer. I've tried to cut back as, as much as I can, which I have. But, obviously, before I... Last last season, when I, as you know, what happened? Uh, yeah, I just had to really pull me head in, and I knew that I yeah I had a bit going on, and I just sort of, as I said, I had a lot of people around me, you know, Brett Thompson and everyone, and they just everyone got behind me, and everyone's helped me out a lot. So it hasn't just been just me. I, you know, it's always good to have people around you that are helping you. We're chatting this morning with Jake Pracy Holmes. I tell you what, mate, that one thing about our game is you you the the banter that we can get into it. Um, Payne's on the text to me, mate. Sorry, Payne, if I'm giving you up, but he said that horse was called Secret Encounter. That's it. That you rode at Tamworth, and he said, Secret Encounter, your first winner. What about when you slaughtered Kinetics? Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I was waiting the same day at Russellbrook. But when you got a four kilo hit on, I should probably explain things a bit different. David <laughs> Payne said that, well, first of all, Secret Encounter, I didn't give him the best ride either. I, I, he got pulling about the 600 there, and I just wanted to pop out for a stride just so I could, you know, get him back under me. And there was no getting him back under me. He said, right, I've seen daylight, off I go. So we went rolling from the 600 idea, so he should have won. And as I said, I couldn't pull the stick. I was flopping around on him like a, I don't know what, but what didn't look good. And then in kinetics, oh, he said to me, just drop him out. But I need you to be eyeballed and leader by the, by the, by the home turn. Well, I got to about the, I don't know, 900,000 and went, oh, geez, they're a fair bit front of me. I better get going. So I'm eyeballing, eyeballing him while I turn. Well, I did that. And, well, by geez. And to be fair, same thing, trying to pull the stick and don't know how to and flopping all over him. And yeah. if I had to just sat down and rode him out, he probably still wins. I probably made, made that unbalanced trying to, you know, I couldn't pull the stick. I was very useless and... uh yeah, no, no, don't worry about that. I, uh, there's about eight people that never came to Dubbo Track just to turn up to give to me that, that next day. Uh, hey, Jake, what, with with uh, you chatting about how you, you rode as a kid to obviously how you ride now, and we see you ride now, and obviously you can pull the stick, and obviously you, you can get them balanced up and, and get them to launch. Mate, is it, is it legitimately like, or has it been like for you, just like, you know, the, drive, driving the car, just time understanding and the more and more you've ridden in race conditions and the more different style of horse you've ridden, that's what's helped you to get better? Like, is that is that what you put it down to? Oh, 100%. As in, as you said, it's just, you, you just learn as you go on. I made plenty of mistakes and had plenty of other jockeys pull me in a line and and you sort of, you, you need that. You know, you take everything on board and you start thinking, like, I think after I broke my neck there for a bit, when I broke my neck, I was obviously a bit... How would you say it? Probably lost my nerve a bit. And uh, Cody Nestor was the same thing, was the one that pulled me in the line 
at Wagga, road one for um, uh, Brad Whitup. Oh, not Brad Whitup, Brad Whit. And uh, there was a gap there, and like, I, my horse was going good enough where I probably could have gone through it, but I, it, it was a skinny gap. But I was a bit inclined not to take the gap because I was probably a bit scared, you know what I mean? Yep. After I broke my neck and... Cody must have watched the replay and said, what do you think you're doing? I said, no, nah, there was no gap. There was no gap. I said, he said, I'm telling you now, well, I was going as good as you. It wouldn't have mattered. There was half a size of that gap. I would have went through it. And I went, no, 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 there wasn't enough gap. And then just as I said it, the head on come on. And he went, you're trying to tell me there's no gap. And I went, well, maybe there might, but might have been a gap there anyway. He said, you're scared. Give it away. Anyways, and then I, I did. I went home and thought about it. And I went, you know what? I've, I've got to do better than that. Yeah. And so I... um. Yeah, the next time I thought about that, there was a skinny gap, and I think it was the Wellington, Wellington, um, Wellington Cup. And if you go back and watch that ride, ooh, I was, I was a brave man going through between the rail and um, Mitchell Bell, and Mitchell Bell said, "What do you think you're doing?" And I said, "I had to go." <laughs> Anyways, he won. He won the Wellington Cup, and they were like, "Mate, what are you doing?" I said, "No, nah. I, I just knew I had to." You know, you, you, I got the confidence back, you might as well say, and mm. you know, I wasn't as scared anymore. But it, it, that, that's got to go through everyone's brain too, as you, you know, the more falls you have, you start to get a bit nervous. But now these days I think, oh, well, if you're going to come down, you're going to come down, aren't you? Well, I was going to ask you about your injuries, mate, because you, you've had, you know, you've had falls, you've had injuries. So, and there was that element of fear because it doesn't matter what you do, whether you're riding horses or... You know, you you might be out in the surf and you get you know smashed and getting a rip and nearly drown. I mean, so you're not you're not going to. It's not like you're going to be running in the surf next straight away. You'd be thinking, oh geez. So there is that element of fear and that conscience. So that's interesting that you say that and interesting. Yeah, you know, you had a rev up and and I guess you're putting that reflective moment where you go, oh geez, am, am I doing? But you, again, that fire in the belly comes through when you say. You're now in that mindset of, well, if you're going to come down, you come down. Obviously, you don't ever want to come down. But is it in the back of your mind that if you did come down, that would be it? Could you come back again? Yeah, I'd come back. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd have to paralyze not to come back. You just love it that much. Yeah, I do. I love getting to the races. I love talking with the boys, having a yarn. You know, and as you said, the banter in the room, it's always good. It's always good to listen to and... When someone starts arguing, you know, poke the fire a bit more, make it a bit more interesting. Well, who, who's who's the biggest whinger out there? Oh, the biggest whinger, I don't know. Uh, Clayton, that would be at this stage. He's always whinging. <laughs> always. Who's the bloke? Actually, who's the, who's the bloke or or lady that uh, if there's a little bit of rain around, you know, they don't they don't necessarily have the best book of rides. Rain's coming. Oh, they're straight. Oh, this track's no good. This track's no good. Got to pull the pin. You might be on a couple of favourites late in the day. You're thinking, don't cancel, don't pull the pin. Who's who's the one? Oh, I don't really know. Each jockey's jockey's different. But uh, after me going to the Birdsville trip with Rodney, riding up the birds on some of the Queensland tracks, I was like, you know what, I won't complain about these tracks around here anymore. Exactly, 100%. All right, who's the comedian? Are you the funniest bloke out there? No, oh, I don't know about that. I <laughs> know. Oh, I like the way Digger's always blowing up at someone, <laughs> and they reckon he used to. They reckon he's mellowed out. That's that's what makes me laugh. That he's on level when he started going off at someone. Oh, you know what? The great Digger. Does he ever refer? Does he ever talk about the um the, those days when he was riding Court Command and that? Ah, uh, he hadn't said anything like that to me. I've never asked him though. But 
he's a, he, he makes me laugh when he starts. He that's gets cranky cool. and it just it makes me laugh at that. That's good, mate. And and that's that's the one thing too. It doesn't matter what jurisdiction you're in, whether you're country, New South Wales, Victoria, the, the camaraderie amongst you all. Um, and, oh, it's, and it's competitive. It's, it's competitive. competitiveness, 100%. I, sort of blow, I don't blow up a great deal. But if I do, I do. <laughs> but as I said, it's, it's not, not, never very few and far between. So 100 winners for the season. So currently, mate, you're on, what, 29? So you've got a big couple of months ahead. If you stay fit well and get some good good opportunities, mate, anything's possible. And then, obviously, if you can get the 100 winners, if you, or if you can get near the 100 winners, mate, it, it sounds like this is going to be a bit of a, a, a benchmark for you for seasons to come. That's what you want to do. Well, me and Clayton had a little wager to see who could ride the most winners, and he's kicked clear of me at the moment. He's 14 or 15 clear of me. He is, mate. He's going good. So no, I know, I know. I've got to knuckle down a bit more, me. <laughs> You've sparked him up. I have, I have. But, as I said, I need these stables to keep backing me. You know, Tony Morgan can even throw a few more away if he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Mudgee Cup meeting, mate? Are you going to be there on Friday? No, I'm I'm wiped out, actually. I got suspended at Bathurst. Oh, I didn't so, know that. I'm, I'm back at Gunnedale. Cameron's already been on to me three times this week abusing me. What are you doing getting suspended? <laughs> so you'll go to Gunnedale Saturday? I'll go to Gunnedale Saturday, yeah. Okay, beautiful, mate. No, anything we should be following coming up that you've oh. been working or anything going good? Well, I know I'm riding one for Gav on the day, and um, we'll keep like, an eye on it. I like this one last start, so that's on Saturday. But I'm waiting to see him listening to the band coming back. Yeah, he's good. back in work, so hopefully he can come back as good as he was. And um, if they take, I think they might be tying the championship. Um, yeah, well, again for him. I tell you what, that's a beautiful segue. Well, man, may I should get you on the program more often because you've you've. Mate, you've set that up perfectly for me because I've just been handed a press release from Race in New South Wales about next year's New Haven Country Park Championship Series. So this is the dates, mate. Uh, it'll be 17th of Feb at Lismore for the Northern Rivers. They'll do Sunday the 18th for the Southern Districts at Albury. They've got the 24th of Feb at Tuncurry Foster again. Uh, Sunday the 25th will be Mudgy for the Central District. So that's where we'll probably see... Listen to the band on that 25th of Feb. No, nah, he won't be there. He won't be there? Oh, he'll no, he'll be at Canamble. He'll be at Canamble on the 17th. Yes, that's right. So Canamble yeah. the 17th, which is a Sunday, is for the Western. So Central District, Mudgee. Maruya is going to get a Sunday. We've got Tamworth getting a meeting. Uh, Scone will get the Northern Wildcard. Goulburn will get the Southern Wildcard, the big final there at Royal Rewick, mate, for a million bucks. It'd be good to see you down there, mate, winning a race like that. That'd be unbelievable. Oh, 100% it would. And, like, as I said, that listen to the band, he's such a – he's just just got a winning attitude about him, you know. He's – as I said, well, after I won him at Canamble and Sizzle Minis will run second to him, I said, this may not be the strongest heat, but they're going to know he's down there. And then, unfortunately, he had that um, that mishap with his knee, so he's gone and got that operated on. And, geez, I wish I had seen him in the final. I, like, oh, I reckon he would have thrived on the wet too. Yeah, we'll look at we'll look at what Sizzle Minizzle did. It won it. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? And he like, had a harder run than Sizzle Minizzle. <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, never know what's around the corner. I really appreciate you coming on, mate. Being so open and honest with us, having a yarn. We love seeing you ride uh, around on Sky Sports Radio, and we'll catch you soon, mate. And good. You have to let us know when you're fighting next, too, mate, because we'll give it a bit of promo. Yeah. Well, they, we should, I'd still like to see the Swenny one, but he can't. Um, he can't get a license. 
in New South Wales. So if it does happen, we'll have to go to Canberra. All right, we'll go to Canberra, mate. We'll do something down there, all right? No dramas. You're a champion. Thanks, Wild Man. No, thanks for having me, mate. Cheers, mate. Jake Pracey Holmes this morning, our guest on Monday's Experts.